Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilting. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Taddick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Quilt and Tell. Today, our guest is Susan Cleveland. She is just amazing. She's an author. She creates products. She's a teacher, and she's an award-winning quilter. We think you are just going to love hearing from her. Um, At the end of the show, we're going to read a letter from an international listener, so stay tuned. How are you, ladies? Doing good. How about you, Ginger? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah. No, it's been, uh, you know, it's March. Holy cow. I'm like, <laughs> How did that happen? I know. I, you know? Oh, man. But uh, no, doing well. Yeah. How about you, Tracy? How are things going? I know you guys were both swamped last time I think we, we had t- chatted. Did you guys still get caught swamped. up on everything? Yeah. No. Did you? <laughs> You're like, no, still, still not. No, just still swamped, unfortunately. Oh, I know. That's the problem is like, as soon as you get one thing done, I feel like somebody adds five more things to my list. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I'm proud of myself because I got three uh, of the tops done. Of nice. the quilts that I mentioned on the last show. So, hey. That and, is amazing. And the fourth is underway. It's completely cut out, and I started sewing. So, proud of myself. Like, how's that for getting out of my rut? That's <laughs> impressive. That'll do it. Yep, that'll do it. What about you, Lori? Yeah. Well, I have finished one. I have the second one probably within an hour and a half of finishing the top, but then I get to play with doing the back. Um, and depending on how my time goes, I may, I may go crazy on the back or if I'm really cramped because it's got a due date. Um, I may actually make a back out of one piece of fabric. What? Do you know how to do that? I think I remember. <laughs> I, I didn't think you knew how to do that. Do you need me to help? I can help. Okay. If I get stuck, Ginger, I'll give you a holler. Just holler. I'm here for you, Lori, you know? <laughs> I love that every time I mess up a block now, all I think is, oh, that'll just go on the back. No big yeah, deal. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. No, I'm working on the back for one of mine right now. And it's so funny. I'm trying. Like, I would just want to be that person that can just like, you know, put something there. And oh, that's perfect. That'll work. Blah, blah, blah. And I can't. I tried that and I was like, no, I don't like it. And I had to make it more symmetrical and more like I had to go in. So <laughs> hopefully, maybe in time, I'll relax and I'll do it. But I just don't have, I think some people are just born with that gene where it's like they can just lay something down and it looks beautiful. And I did not get that gene. <laughs> I get a chuckle every time I start doing the back of a quilt and, and have Bake come in and look at it. He's one of those that really wants things balanced and symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Yep, so him it, and I could talk. <laughs> so my, my quilt backs bother him. <laughs> the rebellious side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and Ginger, I don't know that it's a gene as much as a muscle that you mm. develop. Yep. Yeah. Don't no. you think, Lori? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I still think I'm in that mind of like, I still need to learn all the rules before I can break them. And I feel like I'm still like learning some of the rules still. And so I'm I'm, I'm excited though. I want to get to that point where it's just like, nope, I can throw the rules out. I know how to really do it. Now I can go and just have fun and trust in the system. And yeah, I'll get there. You will. <laughs> And I'm now I'm going, do I even do that? I don't think I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
It depends on the project, maybe. Right. But yeah, Lori yeah, will tell you, too. this week I literally was like, Lori, this is not going well. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm working on this project for the magazine. And so I can't even talk about it really. But I literally was like, Lori, this is not going well. And then today I'm like, Lori, I fixed it. <laughs> I figured out what was wrong. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I tell you, the problem solving, I feel like, is one of the biggest things that I love about quilting. Like when I hit a problem, there is something like when I do figure it out or I go to somebody and we figure it out, it, there, that joy that I get when it's like, I did it. I conquered that. Like there's just something about that. And it's almost like playing golf where you get that, you know, you're just horrible all day and you get that one good shot and that's what brings you back. <laughs> like I feel like I solved that one big problem yeah. and then it's like, all right, where's my next one? <laughs> well, and I, I think that that it's a very social thing. The three of us have been working on projects that are secret from each other and it's been killing me. Oh my God. Oh, poor oh Michelle. I've been like bugging Michelle like crazy from, uh, <laughs> she's the, the with our sponsor. That's going to be, uh, she'd given us the fabric and, uh, oh yeah. So she's probably going to be happy when, uh, we finally do have these done because yes. I know she's probably sick of hearing Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, did you guys send her pictures of your finished top? Oh, I yeah. did. Uh, yes. 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 So, so by the time this podcast airs, we will already already have revealed everything so i guess we could drop the pictures in the show notes oh (laughs) yeah we totally should it's been crazy it's been crazy because i like was working on it and usually usually the three of us when we're working on things at least on saturday you know like it's weekend and we're working on something we'll text each other pictures look what i did or yeah like what i found and and can't do that. Can't do that. It has. <laughs> this is like our own form of torture. It's been bad. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it. I, I need your opinions. <laughs> I know. Well, soon enough. Soon yes. Enough. Yes. Yes. So, are you guys ready to go talk to Susan? Oh, oh yes. So I can't excited. Wait. I think she's probably somebody who has even more energy than me, which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> All right. Well, we are in open studios, and today we welcome the amazingly talented teacher, product developer, award-winning quilter, Susan Cleveland. Yay, Susan! Hello, everybody! Oh, it's nice to be here. How are you? I am hanging in there. I'm not totally thrilled with the state of the world, but I am hanging (laughs) in there. That's all we can do. (laughs) Lord knows. Yep. So the last time, actually, I'm going to say the last time I saw you, but it was actually, I think the first time I've ever met you was at Market. And we were all there, right? Ginger's making a face like, oh my goodness. No, because I just realized I think I was there there and I did get to meet her. It was so funny because I was like, have I met her before? Yes. Oh my God. It's all coming to me. She was teaching us with the ruler. Yes. Yes, Yes, I do remember. I'm I'm always talking about something. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I had, I had new stuff at that market and I was so excited to show it to everybody and yeah, there was a lot of buzz yeah. about it. I was, it, it was fun. That was very fun. And then like a few months later, the whole world shut down. Mm. It yeah. sure did. It sure did. But, you know, I, I, it looks like people are figuring yes. it out. And I am, I am just now kind of finding my stride. <laughs> I feel <Aww>. you. <laughs> well, good. But, uh, but did you learn some new things that you can do differently from now on? You know, I think that's what's coming out of this is that we're all learning, like, how to do things. And sometimes it's a little bit better yeah. than the way we were doing them. Yeah, that's right. Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just miss being the way it was. <laughs> to be honest, sometimes not. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of finding my stride right now because uh, when everything went crazy, I pouted about it and pouted about it. Um, and I had honestly been talking about slowing down for <laughs> several years. And then when it was forced upon me, well, then I didn't like the idea at all. Oh my gosh. Be careful yes. what you wish for, you yeah. know? <laughs> and for some reason, while well, all the really fun and exciting and, and inspiring parts of what I do were gone, all the icky parts of my business carried on, you know, all, all the bookkeeping and, you know, all of that, you know, stocking product, you know, cause I, I've been um, shipping product um, from my website all of this time and, and it has been fairly good. And so I'm still needing to order product and package product and ship product and all the bookkeeping, but all the fun part of being with my people, being with quilters, you know, is, just poof, just gone. And and then I would see online about all these people making all these glorious quilts and having all this time for quilting and really, you know, making lemonade out of the lemons. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I have not been in my quilt room in, you know, eight months. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> so I am just now figuring it out. And I have been in the quilt room lately and um having some fun so now i'm thinking okay maybe the slowdown is okay i just have to reprioritize um i have to you know stop cleaning and you know put things off and procrastinate some things to get down into the quilt room so i am getting there i'm a little late to the non-party <laughs> but i am getting there <laughs> better late than never you know <laughs> yeah. yeah susan i have a note on my computer desk that says ruthless prioritization and i think <gasps> that applies to things other than my job it applies to making time for what i want to do so yes. that's and your secret <laughs> i don't dust i mean i only dust if somebody's coming who cares? <laughs> and nobody's coming anytime soon. Exactly. <laughs> and for me, it's only and for me, it's only if my mom's coming. Everybody yeah. <laughs> else I don't care about. <laughs> for me, it's it's my I mother-in-law. It. And I haven't seen her mm. in almost like it's been like a year and a half. <laughs> like it's been crazy. Oh, oh yeah, I hadn't seen her for a few months before all this happened. Didn't get to go for Christmas. Right? So so you're saying you got a lot oh, of dust. Well, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, I know. Well. Oh. oh, gracious. I'm taking that on, Lori. Mm -hmm. Ruthless prioritization. It's yes, it's I'm thing. taking it. We also, yeah. we also tell all of our listeners that they don't have to make masks. And if, if it comes up, just say, Tracy said, I don't need to make masks. Oh, geez. I, I did right at the very beginning when they were hard to find. And I made a bunch for um, some close friends and family. And after that, you know, I got tired of wearing that. And, and so, yeah, oh, I'm happy to spend the money to buy those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get there. I think we're all I'm, there. Well, who'd have thought oh we'd be gosh. doing it this long you know? still? So I think, yeah. yeah, we're all there. I know. <laughs> all right, Susan. So our our Usually when we have a guest, we start out by asking how you learned how to sew and quilt. Oh, um, well, I, I didn't start quilting until much later, but I learned sewing 
Um, I think in my adolescence, uh, my mom had an old 1950s something singer, the brown mm-hmm. one with the, um, and, and the, um, the speed control was with your, oh, a knee, a knee bar rather than a, a foot lifter with a knee bar. It was the speed control. And, uh, so my mom taught me how to wind a bobbin and taught me how to thread the thing. And then, uh, I, I was sewing clothing and pillows and such at the time. And I very soon got way too picky for her. And so she threw up her hands and she said, you're going to have to do it yourself from here on. I cannot help you. <laughs> <laughs> and when I, I decided, okay, and so this is probably in the oh, 70s, probably. And you know, those jean skirts were so popular. And, but golly, they were expensive. So I decided I would make my own jean skirt with the fly and all the, you know, the golden orange top stitching and the patch pockets and the, you know, the belt loops and all of that stuff. And it turned out fantastic. And my mother just, she thought I had totally lost my mind, but really, isn't top stitching the same as quilting? (laughs) I think it's the same thing. Um, And so it wasn't until um, my kids were, were real little and I had left my um, work at IBM. I was an engineer at IBM and I left that when I had uh, our first kid. And while they were real little, I found myself in a quilt shop and, and I said, oh, you know, these are little applique patterns. I had done some satin stitch applique on like tote bags and stuff. I can do this. And so I got into it that way. And um, I don't know. I just, uh, gosh, I mean, just like so many of those who are listening, I just, I jumped in the deep end right away and just absolutely love it. Can't imagine life without it. So when did you decide to become a professional quilter? Um, it, it, the whole thing, the whole career has turned out way more than I ever imagined it would ever. And, and it, uh, quite frankly, it's all kind of been uh, by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best though. It's been incredible. One blessing after another. I have just bumped into the right people at the right time who have given me a clue when I needed it. Um, After I had been quilting for about two years, I got a quilt juried into Paducah and that got noticed by the local shop owner. And one time when I was in there, she said, Hey, have you ever thought of teaching? And I, Oh my goodness. (laughs) I, I, I wanted to be a teacher in high school. I wanted to be a teacher. They said, don't do it. The market's flooded. You'll never get a job. So I went into engineering. And and so the idea of my getting to teach which just sent me over the moon. And so I jumped into teaching. I loved it so much. And, and uh, piping hot binding is a technique that I have developed um, since, since I very first started teaching in 1998. And I developed a tool to help trim the seam up. Lori is, she, she, that, that, she's just really proud of that. <laughs> I can tell she loves it. I do. I use it a lot. <laughs> and it's used to trim the seam allowance on piping. After we make piping, the seam allowance is all wobbly. And so I came up with this tool to help trim the piping seam allowance. And it's really what launched me into national teaching and 
I had no idea there even was such a thing. And it's just, it has been fantastic. I, I could never have imagined it, it being as wonderful as it has turned out. And the people that I've met, oh my gosh, such fantastic, wonderful people, both um, in the quilting business, as well as, you know, quilters who attend all these events that we mm. love so much. It's just, it was all sort of, I just sort of stumbled into it and took baby steps. Never, ever had a, had a financial um, trouble or any debt um, because I've done it all out of my home. And, you know, I have um, not overspent ever. Um, and I'm sure there's quite a lot of luck in there too, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because we had mentioned that video that we had done, and it's so funny. I think you're part magician mm -hmm. as well because I, when I look at your quilts, I, I am always just like, how do you do that? Like, as, I mean, they almost look like the things on them are flying out at you. Yeah. And, you know, and then it was just like to watch you with your tools. It's like all of a sudden you're like, whoa. And I feel like you just pulled a rabbit out of a hat or something like that. And yeah, it's pretty so happy. No, it's pretty amazing. I mean, and, and how did, I mean, did that just like kind of all come together? Like, or was it, you know, you built upon each quilt as you went. Oh, I think I definitely built upon each quilt as I went. I also think that exposing yourself to a lot of quilts and quilting, you know, attending shows and subscribing to magazines and just paying attention. Of course, I started all this when the internet was a baby. Um, so it was quilt shows and magazines where I jumped in there. And I think the more you expose yourself, the more it, it triggers your own creativity and ingenuity and and I think some of what I do is just what's natural to me um there there are times when the artistry is a challenge for me and um and I need to be okay with that um the really really artsy you know let your hair down and really let it go is just not my mode and for a while i struggled with that and i wanted to go in that direction and then uh i was blessed to uh have taken a class with a national teacher who said this is what you're really doing and this is what is natural for you why don't you continue down this path this is unique this is you if you're enjoying this why not why why are you fighting this Nice. Total light bulb moment. Yeah. Completely changed my whole way of thinking, and um, and I think it, it's it's absolutely incredible how one person can say one thing, one sentence to you, and it could totally change your life. Nice. Um, and, and, yeah. and does that teacher does that teacher even know that she changed your life? I'm going to assume it's a she. Yes, mm -hmm. she does. Okay. Yes, she does. She certainly does. Uh, Maureen Noble. She used to teach uh, heavy threads. And nice. the thing Shout was out I, to Maureen. <laughs> oh my gosh. She yeah. And and yeah, she's amazing. And then Libby Lehman, too. Yeah. Um, mm. I I ran into Libby, met Libby early on, and and she encouraged me um and made me think I could do things I didn't think I could do. And um, see, it started out. And both of those um, teachers are heavily into mm -hmm. thread. And see, when I started quilting, like in the mid 90s or so, free motion quilting was it. Everybody was free motion quilting and doing these beautiful, beautiful things. I tried it. I took classes from the best of them. And thank goodness they didn't squash my 
enthusiasm for Gwyneth. <laughs> they, they were so kind. They just applauded my effort. Oh, yes. I feel as if Tracy and Lori do that a lot to me, too. <laughs> well, you're making me feel better because I'm not, the, the, like, free motion quilting is really not my forte. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Oh. But, but those two teachers just, you know, I learned things from them and I got encouragement from them. Um, that led me down my own path. Had I been good at free motion quilting, my whole thing would have, uh, I don't know what would have become of me. Uh, you know, we don't get to rewind. <laughs> right. um, but I think it would be far different than what it is. I, I don't think I would have developed my my own style and my own techniques um, that are teachable and that have, you know, given me this career that that I love. So... It's just amazing. I'm actually taking your your craftsy class right now, um, and it. Oh, which one? The binding or the quilting? The quilting one. And I'm only halfway through, but it's already changed some of my perspective on how to quilt things. Like you made me feel like it's okay the the fact that I'm not really great at free motion quilting, and that I can actually use my walking foot or use really thick threads so Mm -hmm. it stays on top and you even combined like a little bit of hand quilting and oh yes yes yep yeah, because the name beautiful. of that class, it is the alternatives mm-hmm. to free motion, which is great because yes. I think so many of us, we get to that point. And I know for me, I work so hard on piecing that top and that's what I love to do. And then when it gets to the quilting, I just freeze. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to mess it up. What do I do? Mm-hmm. So it's that's one hump to get over. But then the other is really realizing it doesn't have to be free motion. You know, there are so many alternatives out there. So many. Yes. And, and we live in a time of quilting where uh, it's pretty much universally understood that there's not right and wrong Mm -hmm. it's you do what you enjoy doing that gets you the results you want and if you are having fun doing it then you're doing it right yeah and yeah can we officially say like there is no more quilt police could we say that (laughs) is that possible i like have we established that now no i think you're being too hopeful All right. Maybe in our circle, Ginger, we just have to make our circle bigger, and and then it'll it'll keep going. <laughs> All right, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking of you, Susan, a few weeks ago, actually, and it was even before I contacted you about. Well, I guess we had contacted you a while ago to let you know that we wanted to have you on the show. But anyway, I was making yeah. a baby quilt, and um. And and the top's done. I still haven't quilted it, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like behind. I've like oh. hit all of my other deadlines, but the baby quilt is still sitting there languishing because I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do for quilting. Um, as long as you get it done before they're like four years old. I'm hoping to get it done sooner. <laughs> Even that. Maybe by the time I, you know, get my second dose of the vaccine. But anyway, they, um, so, so the wife is from Germany and my husband had the idea to do a Dresden plate. And so I, I, it, it, I hadn't made a Dresden plate since I first started quilting back in the nineties, like mid nineties, probably 1994 or 95. I made like a little mini Dresden plate and that was the first and last one I had ever done. And wow. so I had so much fun making these. I've got way too many Dresdens left over, but I can't even tell you <laughs> how many times I was thinking, 
why don't I have Susan's tool? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it helps ah. so much. And then, oh, yeah. I, really? and then I didn't, oh. I didn't like, I didn't order it online and I apologize. I will. Um, because, because I just figured I was on a deadline and I was trying to get the quilt done really fast. And that sure. would have been a good thing to have. But now I've got all these leftovers that I have to do something with. So I think I need to buy your tool. <laughs> I love that. Yes. We have to do something yes. with. Yeah, have, have to do to. something with. A, they can't just be. No, have a fulfilling they life. Just as leftovers, they just look cute. Oh no, they just look cute <laughs> sitting there in a pile. But they need to. They need to be made. They're asking to be made. well we definitely we definitely need to put a link to her tool in the show notes and then tracy you have been like putting pictures up of your dresden plates up on your instagram and stuff but you definitely need to put those in the show notes too and share them because they are beautiful listeners oh my goodness the the prairie pointer yes and you showed us at margaret we'll link maybe we'll put the video in lori's got one of those too yes i do lori has all the bells and whistles all the tools getting so and she actually knows how to use them all (laughs) so you you actually showed it did we did a video with you at market a little sneak peek of your product of this particular tool and so we'll have to drop that into the show notes too you guys. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to dig that up. I think we can find that because it was, like I said, it was like magic. I think all of us, our faces were like, Whoa! Well, and I think yeah, I think people great. would see it and go, a prairie pointer, what does that have to do with Dresden plates? <laughs> right. Well, that's what I thought too when I uh, had the idea for the silly thing. And it's really kind of embarrassing because um, I, I put prairie points on my quilts frequently and I don't just put them around the outside edge like people, you know, think of them or that's how they're traditionally used. I'll put them inside the binding pointing inward. I'll slip them into my piecing. I slip them into my quilts everywhere just for fun little unexpected accents. And so that's how the prairie pointer tool came to be. Because of course you can make prairie points without the tool, but you frequently can get a pucker in the top of the prairie point or it tilts one way or the other instead of standing straight up and down. So it had been on the market for, I think, a couple of years. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> and someone told me, oh, Susan, your prairie pointer tool is fantastic for making Dresden points. And I went, oh, my <laughs> word. It would be. Oh, yeah. It's so embarrassing. I had not thought of that myself. So then I got I got all excited about Dresden's and and I had to figure out, okay, you know, just exactly how would I use this tool to turn the points on Dresden wedges? And then, uh, because that's, that's kind of the main um, deterrent to Dresden's is that turning that point, often we poke mm-hmm. a hole in the end or mm-hmm. it gets tilted one way or the, or whatever. But the other challenge I think about a Dresden is that, Typically, when we sew the correct number of rings together, even with our most accurate piecing practices, <laughs> we lay that ring down. And, and instead of making a nice flat ring, we've made more of a volcano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I came up with this sew and flip technique on a foundation so that every new wedge that goes on to the foundation makes a slight correction so that when we finish that ring, it lays nice and flat and it and it goes down on a quilt. And then another weird thing that I do is I quilt the quilt first. And then I lay the Dresdens on and I ditch them onto the quilted quilt. Really? Because quilting a quilt. Now, am I right here? 
Quilting a quilt is way easier without obstacles. Yes. Right? Where you can just, whether you're free motion or feed dogs up or long arming or whatever you're doing, it's easier without obstacles. And so I quilt that quilt and then lay the Dresdens on and ditch them in place. Um, And it's just a way easier way of doing it. And so, yeah, so that's another little trick. The the book that that stuff is in is in um, Dynamic Dresdens. So, and that's the one, that's the, that's the book that I was demoing from. That's at the that new book. Mark. Yes. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. We can still call it new. Yeah. It's, it's a little Ride more that than wave. a year old, <laughs> but we've been in a time warp. So I'm going to still call it new. <laughs> All the book releases in 2020 are just still new. That's just a yes. thing. Yep. I, I, yeah. Let's go with I, that. I think we have to go with that because, you know, too many people <laughs> who came out with books last year and then they were like, oh. Okay, what do I do now? Oh, right. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's incredible. So, what else are you doing? Is there anything that you want to plug or promote? Are you doing any online classes? What are you doing besides? Uh, what I'm doing these days is I, I've got contracts um, uh, booked through 2022. And so some of those have been canceling. Some of those are changing to Zoom and so on. And I am trying to just roll <laughs> with it. Um, I'm I'm not going with um, I'm not recording classes for um, for sale that way. But as you mentioned, I do have two classes on Craftsy. I have uh, a binding class and a quilting class. Uh, the quilting is alternatives to free motion. And so those are available. And and other than that, I'm kind of laying low and just hanging in there until things turn around. Um, but I did start, you know, I never, ever make a quilt just for me, mm-hmm. just for the fun of it. But I am. <laughs> and it's Oh my goodness! I was so excited. It's a it's a uh, five feathered stars, mm-hmm. and the the half square triangles on the legs of the feathered star finish at five <gasps> eighths of an inch. Oh, you're oh, kidding! Wow. Oh, they are so <laughs> precious, and um, and I keep looking at this and I keep going, oh man, this is turning out cool. This is looking cool. This is looking cool. Is there any way this could become a competition quilt? And so I open my drawing and I diddle around and so far it does not want to be a competition <laughs> quilt. It just wants to be a quilt for, for my wall, which I, I just, I never do that. So, um, you know, I should just settle down and be happy with that. But <laughs> I keep thinking, Oh, come on, come on. There might be a way. There might be. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. <sighs> Your website, I love the name of your website. It is so Thank cute. You. So tell us what the name of your site is and then how did you come up with that name? Uh, my website is named piecesbewithyou.com. And it came about, I mean, back in the late 90s, um, I was on the board of my local quilt guild and I had to write an article for every newsletter and I just started signing it pieces be with you and it comes mm-hmm. from church you know oh, yeah. where we always peace be with you and everybody hugs everybody else <laughs> oh, yeah. and no um, i, I, I had know. like flashbacks when i read the name of it i was like whoa yeah if you like <laughs> well i had to ask my mother i had to say mom i said is it okay i mean when i d- then started a business can i use that for my business name or is that going to ruffle some feathers cuz you know oh, yeah. um and and my my mother who would have been the first to tell me if that was blaf- blaf- 
blasphemous. <laughs> she said, no, you know, you might, uh, it, it might cause some people to think of peace be with you. And that is always mm-hmm. a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so I ran with it. And um, I don't know, people seem to like it. I like it. Um, but you got to be careful <laughs> when you type it into a browser. <laughs> if you leave out the S, it goes to uh, uh, weapon and ammunition. <gasps> oh my <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Wow. Which, is, which is not my thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very different. Very, very so, different. So pieces be with you. Pieces. Right. Well, my mom works for the, my mom works for a Catholic church. So I'm going to tell her the name and I'll tell you what her reaction is. So she'll, she'll also. Yay, <laughs> <laughs> moms. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, Susan, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my goodness. I think we could probably talk for another half hour easily. Oh, that no. wouldn't be hard at all. <laughs> no, but we would love to have you come back sometime. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed connecting with you and I'm so glad our schedules worked out. I hope everybody found a little chuckle or a little piece of information that's helpful. And thank you so much for thinking of me. Hey guys, guess what? 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 We have mail. Awesome. Woo-hoo! We love our mail. <laughs> So this, this came in right after, like within 24 hours of the last podcast dropping. Like, I'm pretty sure it dropped in the next morning when I got to work. When I got to work, air quotes. Yes. (laughs) When you rolled out of bed. my computer, (laughs) um, the email was already there. So this is what it says. Hello, I just listened to your latest podcast and had to email to confirm that you are indeed the number one podcast in Wales, as far as I'm concerned anyway. It was <laughs> lovely to hear you all again, and Lori made me laugh out loud with her perfect deadpan delivery of her mask-making total. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still at zero. I wear them, just don't make them. Smart lady. Yes. I'm so excited to hear that there will be another Zoom quilt and bee and have just registered for it. Sounds like you have all sorts of plans. Your enthusiasm and excitement really can come across and I look forward to seeing what happens. Happy quilting, Francis Holmes. I was about to ask you if you guys knew who it was. <laughs> yes. Well, it's really funny. And Francis, you, it's so funny. Like, I think she was the first person. It was on my Instagram feed and it was right before we did our first quilting bee. And I was like, Are, is anybody going to sign up for this? Who knows? Like, I was kind of just like, I didn't know what to expect going <laughs> yeah. into it. And it was so cute because she was like, I registered and I'm going to be there. And I was like, and and nobody had really like reached out to me via Instagram since we've been doing this. Like, I've had a couple people, but she was like, literally like, Ginger, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see it. You know, and, and it was just great. And then when we went into the quilting bee and I saw her name, I was like, Francis, hey, you made it. Yay. And since then, she's been, I mean, commenting on all the, the, the posts that I've put on Instagram. And so, and when we found out in the quilting bee that she was from Wales, I'm like, she's international. Like, it was just so cool. So now every time (laughs) I see her name or she writes a little comment, like, it's just been like the best little jolt of joy that I think I could get. 
you know, and it's sometimes I'll go into Instagram and I'm like, oh, I wonder if Francis sent a note on that one or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll scroll down just to see, you know, it's like, I want to make sure she sees it. Like, yeah, but it's been, uh, it. you know, and I've just never had that before. Like, it's been really awesome to just experience this whole thing. And the fact that the quilting bees just became this more, more of an extension for people to see us and hang with us, which is awesome. And Ginger, just to make sure I understand, you didn't know Frances at all, did you? No, no. She literally had just reached out. It was almost like probably it was the day of the quilting bee or the day before. And she was like, I registered and I can't wait. And I was like, we'll have one person there. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! It's true. And the first the first bee we did, I think, what was our goal? Like we thought maybe if we had 20 20 people, Uh if we had 20 people sign up, we'd be in good shape. Yeah. And we had 130. Oh, and was amazing. that was just the first one. And so it, it just, it amazes me. Oh, and my, my uh, Francis on my Instagram is Teresa from Costa Rica. Ah. She has a quilt shop and she's Aww. our number one fan in Costa Rica. Nice. And, and so she comments on my things and I'm like, yay. It is. It just so shout is out. so good. Yes. Do you have one? Shout Do you have out. one, Lori? Do you have any fans that reach out? Because I know you're a little more active on Facebook. She's not on I, Instagram. I'm not on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook. And um, actually, the person I interact with the most often there is Terry Lucas. Terry's oh, become a very good friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think uh, we all have huge crushes on her. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's and true. Then people here are probably like, oh, it's, they're talking about yeah, they're Terry talking again. They're talking about Terry yes. Lucas again. I know. But man, you can't get She's enough of her. She's a very nice person. She is. Oh, that's she an is. understatement. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yay. All right. Well, I think we'd better wrap this one up since we can't talk about what we're working on anymore because the quilt and bee is oh. coming up this week. So the torture is almost over, ladies. We can yes. make it. We can make it. Goodness. Oh, it's, it's going to be, be so much fun, too. Yes, so. I can't wait. Yes. And And once this airs, it'll be behind us. So we'll just pretend. <laughs> well, it, it was just so great, you guys. Wasn't yes, it the best? Yes, it was yes. the best quilt bee ever. <laughs> it's going to be. It is going to be. Oh, <laughs> yay. All right. Well, I got to get back to work, you guys. Me Aww. too. Get that, get that fourth quilt done. You can oh do it, Tracy. We, got, we know you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.